0: my favorite actually one of my very favorite top five favorite people
1: my name is Brooklyn and mommy is my mommy which I really love her oh
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) I really love you too sweetie today we're talking about health and wellness yeah Brooklyn how old are you four four and what are your favorite ways to take Um, care of yourself I give myself water, good food, vitamins, have good yeah. sleep. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That is really impressive. You just rattled that right off. Is there anything else that you like to do? What makes you feel really good and happy?
1: Some things make me sad because James, he said he said something today. He said, my donut doesn't really look good. And I made it with donut paper. Yeah. And and it made me sad a little bit, but I wasn't crying. It just made me sad. Well, that
0: happens sometimes. People will say things that make our heart feel a little sad, and we have to remember that it doesn't mean that we're not trying, and it doesn't mean that what we and it
1: doesn't mean that you still you don't like him yeah i I mean you might feel like you because might need you to- always say that to me you said that to me last night, even though you got mad
0: at me i I still love you. That's true. I did say that. You were really mad at me yesterday, weren't yep. you? And I I still loved you. Yeah. I really did. Yeah, you did. You can get as mad at me as you want, and I will still love
1: you. <laughs> I could even scream at you so loud. Well, that would be rude, but I, yeah, I would
0: still love you. <laughs> There's not much you could do where I would not love you. And it's normal for us to feel sad sometimes and mad sometimes and angry sometimes. That's part of being a human being. I've loved having you on the show, and I can't wait to have you back again. Will you come back next week? I need a <laughs> Okay, you go take your vitamins. All right, so that's Brooklyn, my four-year-old daughter, and she wanted to be on the show. How could I say no? How could I say no to that? hope you... Learned something from her today. And I want to invite everyone to just take a moment to do a little checkup from the neck up. Notice where you're at today. Notice where you're at emotionally, physically, mentally. And remember that when we do these little checkups, it's not about judging yourself or beating yourself up if you've had a hard week or your anxiety spiked or if you're feeling a bit low or your body image was in the toilet. It's just about really tuning in and noticing what was going on, what maybe contributed to that, and taking pause. We get so busy living our life that we forget how to really just stop and slow things down for a moment and take a beat to check in. When we do that, we give ourselves permission to also – Examine and understand what helps us to thrive, what helps us pick up our energy, what helps us move in the direction that we want to move in. And then we can start making little shifts and changes from there. So, getting really honest with yourself. Where are you at today? If you're flying high, that's awesome. Give us some of that juice we want, what you're putting out there into the world, let yourself shine. You know, if you have that energy, please keep moving in that frequency and putting that positive energy out into the world because we all need it right now. I'm excited for today's episode. It was a question that was asked by a listener and it's something that comes up all the time in, one of, in my one-on-one sessions and in the Robbie D. Reset. And for whatever reason, we haven't done an episode on it yet. So I'm excited to dive in today to talk about how to deal with it when somebody that you love or maybe even a complete stranger is talking a lot about dieting or food or their latest wellness routine and it feels triggering to you. I feel like this is a very common topic of conversation around mothers and daughters and I also feel like a lot of friends have moments on their healing journey. So one friend who's working on their relationship with food and their body and another friend who's still deeply entrenched in diet culture. And it can rub sand in old wounds. It can bring things up, which is Challenging, but also a beautiful invitation to do deeper healing and to set boundaries and find new ways of being. The reality is, we live in a culture that is just seeped in the world of diet and body image, and this idea that being thinner is better. And so because we're so entrenched in it, we can be at the grocery store and somebody feels inclined to comment on our body or to open up and tell us about how they lost 10 pounds doing keto and whatever it is. It feels very much so like it's fair game to talk about our weight, our body, our eating patterns the choices that we make around movement. It is also really celebrated when we lose weight and glorified when we hit the gym frequently or when we're checking all of these health and wellness boxes. So when you're really working on your own relationship with food in your body and somebody's talking about all of this stuff, it can stir a lot of things up. It can really (laughs) light a match on those feelings of not being enough or pull us back into a past that we don't necessarily want to be playing in anymore. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code Talks at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant based goodness no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at LOLAVIE.com with promo code Talks. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you a over. So let's talk about a few ways to navigate these moments and maybe start off by just thinking about whether or not there's someone in your life or there's ever been a moment when you felt triggered by body image or diet culture conversation that made you feel less than in your own body or just stirred up feelings that you didn't want to be feeling anymore. So the very first thing I'm going to encourage you to do whenever this pops up is to lead with empathy and compassion, to really put yourself in the shoes of the person who is making the comment or comments. So if your mother is visiting you for a week and she is in your space and she really wants to talk all about the latest diet that she's trying or how she's losing weight or you find that she's constantly making comments about how she shouldn't eat this or how she's only trying to eat clean foods or that if only she could lose this weight or that weight, So the first thing we want to do is to put ourselves in their shoes and to really think about and consider how it might feel to be living in their body, to be living in their life. What could be going on for them that is perpetuating these conversations and these comments. So when we are triggered ourselves, our fight or flight response activates really quickly. The stress response kicks in and we might feel things like anxiety or anger or resentment, a lot of feelings that are pulling us away from a place of love and compassion. If we can take a few deep breaths and maybe physically remove ourselves into another room for a moment – Oftentimes when we look at the situation with empathy and compassion, we start to really understand the other person and find a greater sense of connection and just peace around the whole thing. So maybe your mom makes these comments, but when we really step into her shoes, we realize that she's had a lifelong struggle of not feeling good enough in her body. And so much of her worth and value has been tied to her weight that as she's getting older, it feels more and more out of control. It's harder to be angry at a person when we understand all of these things. It doesn't mean you won't feel those emotions, but it just cuts through them a little bit taking us to a space of deeper understanding, compassion, and empathy. Maybe your best friend is home from university and she lost a bunch of weight and she's telling you all about the foods that she restricted and how often she's going to the gym and how amazing she feels because of it. And you've been down that path too. And you know that it led to disordered eating for you and obsessive thoughts about it. So putting yourself in your friend's shoes... How do you think she's truly feeling in her body as she goes through all this? The reality is we don't know exactly what our friend is experiencing. We don't know the motives or the why that has driven her to go on this path. Maybe she is feeling Fantastic with this new plan and life that she's leading. And so that is really speaking to the part of you that feels like you're not enough because you're not doing that right now, even if it was harmful for you in the moment. So coming back to a place of compassion and empathy, we can remember that what we see in somebody's body isn't the full story. We don't really know what's driving the actions that She's taking, and we don't know if what she's doing is sustainable either. So we can, you know, hold space for her wins while she's having them. Also, remembering that it's so important for us to continue to do the things that help us feel like we're winning too. Okay, so now that we're in a place where there's a little more empathy, a little more understanding. Maybe you go to the doctor and the doctor comments on your weight or wants to weigh you and then has, you know, prescribed a weight loss plan without really even knowing you. That feels incredibly triggering and upsetting, of course. If we were to lead with empathy and compassion, we can understand that our medical doctors are being trained and taught in the same diet culture seeped society that we are existing in as well, and that they are trying their absolute best with very full caseloads and lots of people to see to support people in wellness in the best way that they know possible. We're understanding now that there are other ways of doing things and that this approach of just Hitting some BMI score isn't necessarily the solution that everyone needs or is looking for, but not everybody is there yet in the same way that in our society, not everybody is there yet. So just remembering that can help take the edge off a little bit. It can allow us to connect a little bit more deeply. The second step is to ask questions, is to open up and get curious about what is driving those actions and actually to talk to the other person about it. Now, your comfort level here is going to really depend on where you're at in the healing journey and how well you know this other individual. So, we'll talk about some other strategies that you can use down the line. But for this one, if you are comfortable with it, Could you use it as an invitation to ask them how they are doing? You could say something like, I noticed that you're really focused right now on time at the gym and restricting a lot of foods. How are you feeling about your body? What's going on there? Is everything okay? Or I just wanted to check in with you. You seem really hyper-focused on negative self-talk about your body and just not feeling enough. What's going on right now with work or with the family or in your relationships? Is everything okay? Okay. So we can open the door, rather than staying closed off, we can open the door to deeper connection and greater understanding. The third step would be to then explain how you feel when they talk about that stuff or when they exhibit those actions. So mom, you know what? I love you so much, but when you talk about your body in that way, it makes me feel Like my body isn't good enough either. And I'm really working on forming a new narrative around this. So I'm wondering, this is step four, where we set a boundary, if we can really be mindful about how we talk about ourselves when you're in my space. So step four, creating the boundary, can feel really hard and scary for people. I mean, we are wired for connection and a lot of people feel like setting a boundary that there's a chance or possibility of upsetting the other person, of cutting off connection. I love this quote from Brene Brown. She says, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even at the risk of disappointing others. Oftentimes when we set a boundary and we're doing it from a place of love, even if initially somebody is a bit put off or taken aback or hurt or gets angry and It usually passes is the reality of things. And I know it feels scary. It takes an incredible amount of courage to set a boundary. But the reality is the boundary is also supportive to the other person as well. It's stating what you will allow. And what you allow will continue. So if you continue to allow the commentary about, you know, I'm eating this or I'm not eating that or I wish I was that or my body's not this – it's going to continue. So one way that we create a boundary is by stating what we will allow. And the second way that we create a boundary is by changing the subject or removing ourselves completely from the situation. So if it's a stranger that is making a comment or talking about that, it's easier to remove yourself completely from the situation and you never have to see them again, hopefully. If it's somebody that you love and care about, then changing the subject might be an easier way of doing that. And that could just look like, you know, they're going on and on about their thing and you say, That's interesting. However, I would just love to hear more about how everything's going at work for you, or how is the family doing? I've missed them, or what's really lighting you up these days? Is there anything that's feeling challenging for you? Literally just change the subject, okay? This one's not really getting to the root of the problem. It's probably the easiest way out, but it's it's not necessarily going to create change in the relationship. So If you want to start off there, just changing the subject and hope that they get the hint, you could start there, but I would really encourage you to find that common ground to ask those open-ended questions and to state how it makes you feel when they're talking about that kind of stuff. When we explain how we feel and we ask for help from somebody else, it's called taking the the bottom-up approach, it really is effective at eliciting change and creating deeper connection with others. So let's go through a couple of scenarios here. Scenario one, someone you love is always talking about the latest diet that they are trying. In this situation, I would start off by saying, I'm noticing you're like so into trying different diets and that's really cool. I'm guessing you're super into health and wellness. Like what is motivating that for you? Are you not feeling great in your body or um, what's going on there? And then just listening, really listening to their response and taking the conversation from there. At some point, you could say, I love you and I think you're perfect exactly the way that you are. And I, of course, want to hold space for the things that you're interested in. But I actually find when we're talking about that, it triggers a lot of stuff from my past and things that I'm working on letting go. I tend to then feel like I should also be doing that stuff and... I know for me, that's not healthy right now. I'm wondering if there's any chance we could focus more on other things when we're together. So then letting them know how you feel about that kind of thing. Nine times out of 10, the person is gonna be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. It makes you feel that way. That is not what I was intending on at all. And of course, let's, yeah, let's talk about anything else. What are we doing this weekend? And the conversation will go from there these types of chats can make your palms sweat and your stomach turn. It's not easy, but sometimes avoiding the hard things in life means that we have to endure something that's really challenging over a much longer period of time. So if we dive right into the thing that's challenging or painful on the other side, it's a lot of pleasure and goodness, but we've got to really find the courage to dive right in there. Scenario two, somebody comments on your plate of food at a family event. Maybe they say something like, if I ate like that, I would be huge. You could take a breath or two. And then maybe consider saying something along the lines of, I used to be really strict about what I ate, but it just kind of made me more obsessed with food. So lately, I've been trying to listen to my body more and to just eat foods that I like and that feel good to me. That's either going to strike up more conversation or Uncle Henry is going to exit the vicinity because you're going too deep for him, in which case that is just fine. A boundary has been set or drawn. Number three, you find it triggering to hang out with a friend who has a different body type than yours. So oftentimes, this is somebody who has a body type that is maybe smaller or a little bit more toned that tends to stir up a lot of stuff for people. So in this case, the work is more an inner job. If that person is not talking about dieting, they're just living their life. It really is about us working on knowing our own worth and remembering that we all have different body types and that just because he or she looks one way, it doesn't mean that they are better than you or that they have more worth. We all bring so many different things to the table and our body is the least interesting thing about us. It is one metric of who we are, certainly not all of who we are. So just reminding yourself again that you are safe in your body, that you are enough, that you are worthy, and that you cannot be defined by your body, that you are so much more than your body type. Remember that diet culture and diet talk is baked into our society. It's pretty much impossible to avoid it at this point. Even a lot of the images that we see on social media that have been edited or altered are going to impact the way that we see ourselves and are likely to trigger things within us. So remember that if somebody is on a diet or they're really focused on their health and wellness, it doesn't make them better than you. Their priorities are just different and we have no idea what is driving that for them, how happy it's truly making them all you know and understand is your own experience it doesn't mean that they're more disciplined or more successful and in fact some in some cases it can be a sign that they're struggling so quick recap on some strategies for navigating Diet talk, diet culture, comments about your body or somebody else's body. Number one is to look at the situation with empathy and compassion. Number two is to get curious and ask questions. Open-ended questions are great because it's going to elicit further conversation, more connection, and a deeper sense of understanding. Number three is to explain to the other person how it makes you feel when they talk like that. And number four is to create boundaries. And we can either create boundaries by stating what we will allow or changing the subject or actually physically removing ourselves. I hope this episode was helpful. I would love to hear if you've had any experiences around this and what you found helpful or how you navigated the situation yourself. You can head on over to my DMs and send me a message at Talks, or take a screenshot of this episode and share it. You could also share this episode with somebody that you love as a little hint (laughs) about, you know, maybe not wanting to talk about dieting and diet culture so much. It's a subtle way of getting your message across. Also, another strategy that I just thought about now. Either way, I want you to remember that your worth, your body, your beauty, your energy, your essence... It cannot be defined by somebody else, by the comments that they make, or the way that they look in their body, or the actions that they are taking. You are your own individual, and the world needs you exactly as you are. So keep focused inward on the things that you know help you feel your absolute best. As little Brooklyn said at the beginning of this episode – Drinking water, taking vitamins, getting sleep. I'd like to add going for walks, listening to podcasts that feel supportive, meditating and practicing mindfulness. Come home to all of the things that you are learning that support you to feel your best. And remember that that is the path that you are meant to be on. All right, take what you want from this episode, leave the rest behind. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week.